I want to share a few words with you and then we'll go into the sukkah. Turn to Leviticus chapter 23 if you have your Bibles with you. And by the way, if you have a Bible, even on this, in a circumstance like this, wave it at me. I love the waving, not just of the lulav, but of the Bibles. And if you're a Digerati Bible holder, you can wave, yeah. And yeah, if, you, if we didn't have the lights on, you know, we could. It's a beautiful thing to have your Bible with you. When I first became a believer, I was taught, bring your Bible with you. And I thought, well, why? And the answer is so you can read along and use it during the service. That's the good answer. Leviticus 23, verse 39 is where we'll start. You shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days with a rest on the first day and a rest on the eighth day. Now on the first day you shall take hold of the foliage of beautiful trees, palm branches and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. So this holiday of Sukkot is often called the season of rejoicing, the season of joy, because it's a time to rejoice before the Lord. It's also a time of remembering the harvest. If you're involved in agriculture, then you have brought in your summer crops and maybe even your early fall crop has first come in. And it's the time to thank the Lord for what he has done for you. It's also a time of ingathering, a time to not just gather crops, but to gather together as people and to give thanks to the Lord and to say, the Lord has helped us. If you have experience of the Lord helping you, this season is a good time to tell other people, to share your experience of God's faithfulness with other people. It says you're to take hold of these branches, and this is the scripture from which we get the idea that we are commanded to take hold of the lulav. And we shake it as a way of acknowledging that God is the God in every direction you can turn. And he's the God of heaven and the God of earth. And it says in verse 41, you shall thus celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate in the, in the seventh month and you shall live in booze for seven days. Some scholars say that if you're in the land of Israel or you're so in a certain distance from the Jerusalem temple, then you must live in booze during this time. They've probably given us a little out if you live in Florida, living in a booth right now is potentially a challenge. But I want to explore quickly a simple theme of Sukkot it has to do with the humility of God and the faithfulness of God to be with us even though it involves him coming down and coming close to us when we don't have a lot to offer him. If you remember what the prophet Isaiah uh, spoke to us that's so relevant for Yom Kippur, the Lord says, I, I am the most high God, I live in the highest place, but I come down to dwell with those who are humble and contrite, to dwell with the brokenhearted, those who are broken before the Lord. And the Lord is saying, you may not have anything to offer me, but I wanna come and be with you. Sometimes, especially in 
America and other well-developed countries, we think that economic prosperity is the unique measure of success, but it's not in God's eyes. Economics are one important issue, but not the only one. And so people who are struggling, people who are, are living day to day or living in poverty may ask the question, is God with me if I'm struggling? And Sukkot is given to us as a holiday to remind everyone that God decided to be with us when we had nothing, when we were absolutely broke, when we couldn't even feed ourselves, when we had been in slavery and then we were coming into freedom. But during that time of journey, it was a great time of difficulty. And where did we live? In our RVs? No. In the condos in Florida? No. We lived in huts. And the Lord said, never forget this. Never forget that I lived with you when you lived in make-do shacks. When that's all you had, I wanted to be with you. I wasn't waiting until you reached some great success. I am your Lord and I'm with you always. That's what his promise is. This is very important to us because when people are going through times of difficulty or times of testing, times of challenge, or living in a world that's filled with difficulty and challenge, we may ask ourselves, where is the Lord? And we have to know this. We have to know that the Lord may be present and we don't even notice him. Because in the day of the Lord's visitation, many people don't notice. But if you are someone who names the name of Yeshua, who declares that Yeshua is not only Messiah, he's Adonai. If you're someone who says, I want to serve the most high God, the one God of heaven and earth, the God of Israel, who's the God of the whole world and every nation. If you count yourself among those people, you should know for certain that God will be with you and walk with you on the journey, not just when you reach the destination. You may be in the middle of a difficult situation. You may be facing death as Moses was. You may be in the middle of battles of different kinds. You may be being tested. Or you may be in a period of transition or preparation. Maybe you're in college going, you're no longer in high school. Now you have to act like an adult and do your work because you're motivated to, not because someone's breathing down your neck at home. You've got to find your motivation. Maybe you're just starting out in your career. It's not the job that you hope to have in the future, but it is what God has given you now. Whatever it may be, it's important to know this, God will be with you no matter your circumstance. No matter what you're coming out of, if you decide to walk with the Lord, he'll be with you. What's important is for you to know this and to be faithful to God. Don't judge yourself or the world or the Lord by how easy life is. 
It turns out God is not against difficulty. Who's, who can verify that? I remember when a pastor friend of mine said, David, you just have to understand God is not against pain. Amen. <laughs> yeah, that's not what I said. I didn't say amen. <laughs> I know what came out of my mouth, but what didn't come out of my mouth was, I don't even want to repeat it. But it had ampersands and pound signs. I wanted God to be against pain. He's not. He uses even painful situations. He's with us even in painful situations. And I think it's so important because how many people can identify that they are going through a challenging season in life or they're walking closely with someone they love who is? Yeah, a good number of us. And you know what's important? To know that God will go with you. Not only that he will go with you, he is going with you. So I imagine there's a little conversation. The Lord comes to someone and says, yeah, I wanna hang out with you. Can I go home with you? Person says, well, I don't know. He said, well, where do you live? In a shack. And the Lord says, fine with me, and just goes. That's in essence what Sukkot helps us remember. If all you've got to offer him is a shack, it's good enough. But it's not just where you live, there's one other aspect to it. The Holy Spirit is poured out so that he could live inside of you. Now imagine all the places God could live. And then he decides to live inside each one of us. It's very similar. Lord, I want you to come inside me. Live inside of me. And the Lord says, looks kind of like a shack. And with humility we say, yeah, that's what I am. And he says, well, I'm going to turn you into a sanctuary, a little house of God. And because I'll live in you, you'll become a little house of God. And make sure you're joined together with these other little houses to form a dynamic house of God and community together. And if you do that, it'll go well with you. So as we're going out to the sukkah and as we're taking hold of the lulav. Remember that God's with you no matter what direction you're turning in, no matter how challenging it may be, and no matter how little you have to offer him. If you come to him with humility and with contrition, he'll dwell with you. If you confess your sins to him, if you put your trust in Yeshua the Messiah as the one who died for you and became the atoning sacrifice for you, then you can know your sins have an atoning sacrifice. And if you decide to live with God and live for God, it will be the best decision that you ever made. And it can be a decision that helps you all the days and in every season of your life. Well, let's pray before we go outside. Lord, thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you, Lord, that you dwell within us and you dwell together with us. 
And let it be that this Sukkot is a time of celebration. And I pray especially for those who are going through great challenges, who are even weary and struggling, that you would renew their strength, that they would mount up with wings as eagles, that they would run and not grow weary, that they'd walk and not faint. Lord, let them know your presence and your faithfulness. In the name of Yeshua, we pray. Amen. Well, we're gonna close without the ironic benediction. We're gonna move. It's cloudy. Hey, the clouds came in just on time. <laughs> How about that, folks? Okay, so this is what I want you to do. Stand up. Make sure you got your stuff.